Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Patrick Cowder and you're listening to the Aussie Apprentice Podcast, where we talk shop about plumbing, apprenticeships and the building industry. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the podcast today. Uh, I have a very special guest with me today. All the way over from New Zealand, we have Ella from Plumber Ella. Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome on board to the pod, Elle. Thanks for having me. It's good. It's, it's been a long time coming. Not really. It's been a while. It's, you know, I think we've both always just had this intuition that we were going to do a podcast together and like, you know, that's why it comes into it. You're like, oh yeah, it's just going to happen. It'll happen eventually. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> One day we'll get together and we'll talk some smack. It'll be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so yeah, how's um, what's the weather doing over in? Uh, oh, I saw you guys had heaps of storms in that. Hey, was that? Yes, that's the North you? Island. Um, yeah, Auckland's pretty cooked at the moment. They're still in a state of emergency. Um, since Friday, I think. Yeah, which is pretty bad. Um, but down here, it's it's bloody beautiful. It's hot, and I was like sweating and gross by like nine o'clock this morning so <laughs> so you're cooked already <laughs> yeah. oh look now something that you said before was um pretty good little feeling like what what's the time there now it's only what would it be uh, three o'clock three o'clock bang on so um when i asked you today if you wanted to come on you were like yep no worries um you know i've just i've, I've pulled the pin on today because i just couldn't be f- <laughs> And it's just, it works out great. So I suppose like, you know, we were saying before, it's a great part of running your own business is that you can just pull the pin whenever you're ready, I suppose. Hey. Pretty much. Yeah. It's definitely perks of being the boss and just going, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. And I might just uh, crawl back into my, into my little hidey hole and, yeah, and try it. again tomorrow. <laughs> Might've had something to do with seeing Fat Boy Slim on Friday night, but we won't talk about that, will we? It may very well have, yeah, but we'll, um, it was um, an amazing night. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I am so jealous of it. I genuinely like, I'd, I'd kill to see it. But look, it's, you know, uh, you can, I can you win some, you lose. Yeah, that's all I need. Pretend you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my own little like, uh, my little concept by myself, and it'll just be yeah. your videos of me. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be very, very lonely, but it's fine. Um, so I, look, I, we've been, you know, we've followed each other for a fair while on, on the old Insta and it's like, it's great fun. Cause you know, I, I suppose the best part of it is we've formed like a lot of, a lot of us have formed such a great big group, you know, of, of everyone around like the world, basically. Like I think Australia and, and, and New Zealand, we have like a very quick connection because, you know, we're both, you know, we're, southern hemisphere like and we're just pretty close as it is and i think that brings us together and it's even cooler like you know it feels like i don't know the way that i describe it to people is like oh you know i've just got these mates in new zealand they're like oh when did you meet them no i haven't I haven't met them yeah they're, they're, not, they're, they're not real people but yeah <laughs> whoa hey hey hey, hey <laughs> but like the way that you say it it's just like it's crazy in the sense that you're like oh this is insane that you know you get to spend you know, you, you get to learn a lot about each other and, and you learn each other, like you learn a lot about the industry and about plumbing and being in the trades all together. And like, I think when, when it comes to it, like we're all very supportive of each other as well, which is a really big part of it. Like, you know, yeah, definitely. I get like, 
resounding support from all of you guys all the time like it and it's just like you know i i just wanted to say thank you because it's amazing like i you know i just put up a little video or whatever or i like make a reel or you know i put up a photo of a hot water unit and everyone's like yeah well done mate you know and it's, it's really yeah get, get into it but like it's it's satisfying because i suppose i'm very i'm very privileged in a lot of ways um and especially in that like i I get all this constant like feedback from everybody in a lot of ways. And I feel sorry for some apprentices that they go through and they have a bit of a struggle in getting any sort of recognition or any sort of like approval from their, whether it be their boss, their tradesperson, or, you know, even, you know, their parents that might be teaching them as well. Like they could be in, in the industry with their father or their mum or whatever. And it's, it's sort of a bit sad in a sense, but like, did you find like, well, going back, a ways anyway like how so where did you start your apprenticeship and who was it with and when so this is my eighth year now if you yep. include my apprenticeship um so I would have been 22 going on 23 when I started um and initially I mean I I so a bit like Plum with Pop, I've been through quite a few companies. Um, I've worked for seven before starting my own. Um, and I didn't really find that at all, to be honest, until like my last employer in Auckland um, before I moved down to Christchurch. Um, and it was something that really sucked because like it was – I don't know if you if you saw the video that I did years ago on my Insta where I was complaining about, you know, people not taking the time to actually teach their apprentices stuff. And that was something that I really struggled with um, was having, you know, tradesmen or companies that actually were invested in passing on knowledge and were, were genuinely, like, wanting you to better yourself and better your knowledge and um, be the best that you could be. And so for me, I mean, personally, I've had nothing but, but support. Like my mom and my sister are all over it. Like they think it's amazing. Like, so my mom's a single mom and she, you know, she's got the directional abilities of like, um, a moth, like none. (laughs) And so... Go towards the light. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd say this to her face. She knows it. Like, she's she's fucking useless. Sorry. She's bloody useless. And, like, so anytime we would go anywhere, it would always be, like, my sister or I navigating. And, like, this is back in the days of, like, maps, you know, map books as well. Not, like, yeah. there was no GPS. It was, no. like, third on the right. And then it would be, like, there'd be a side street and you'd, like, miss that. And then, like, oh. you'd end up going down the wrong. And you you just make shit up. But anyway, so mum, mum's not a, a particularly practical person, and so I guess I always sort of <clears throat> fell into that wanting to like learn how to fix things and like be practical and 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 yeah, be useful. Yeah. And um, I got really into cars and stuff when I was in high school, and I really yeah. wanted to do um like a mechanics apprenticeship, but um the guidance teachers at school weren't into it she put me into a real estate office because that's where girls belong you're um, joking really no, dead, dead serious <laughs> um so it took me it took me like eight 
seven, eight years of hospitality and customer service jobs to finally go, you know what, screw this, I hate this. If one more person tells me that they don't eat sugar in their coffee because they're sweet enough, I'm going to murder someone. <laughs> and, and I was like, screw this, I'm out. I need a real job. Um, and so I've had, I've genuinely, I've had nothing but support, like personally. Um, there's definitely been a lot of obstacles from from other trades, um, yeah. like tradesmen in particular, and then also more not since I've been self-employed, but more recently, um, it's like, I don't want to say it, but it's like that, that older generation of women. Yep. 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 Yeah, I totally agree. It's, um, uh, like just, I'm going to really briefly interject with this story because you'll, you'll laugh at this. You'll think like, Hey, that's really inappropriate. But like, you know, it's, it's that generation. (laughs) I had this lady, she was probably in a I'm going to, I'm going to hazard a guess like early sixties. Right. So she's, you know, she's been through, they own the, one of the old, I think it was the oldest house in like tea tree gully in Adelaide. And it's like, it's a a semi older suburb, but it's like not that old. And this house was built in like the late 1800s. It was originally like the farmhouse that overlooked nothing but paddocks until all these houses come out there. Yeah. And her and her husband were a little bit strange, but you know, friendly enough and like you know they offered offered us a coffee and a cup of water and everything and I was like oh brilliant like you know no worries at all like and we were there I had to do a dig up to repair um, a section like the branch drain for the for the dunny and raise an IP for it as well and just like re-disconnect all this clay sewer and redo it in PVC anyway I was a I reckon I was a second year or nearly second year at the time and I rocked up and you know everyone likes to make fun especially like Pup makes fun of my tiny little shorts, but oh <laughs> I my roll around. Shorts. <laughs> my God little baby shorts. God I get my dumpy out in them and it's fine, but <laughs> 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 but I'm there rolling around, you know, I'm in my little shorts and I'm digging and um and anyway I'm hooking in and old love, she's come out a couple of times, you know, and and she keeps coming out. She's like, Oh, you want a coffee? Yeah, I'd love a coffee. Oh, do you want a, a cup of water? Yeah, I want a cup of water. And then it starts becoming like she comes out just to have a quick chat. And I'm like, Oh, I don't mind. Like, I'll sit and I'll I'll chat your ears off if you let me. You what know? is? Just, She's just I, checking you out. Literally. And so she <laughs> she goes, It was like, what was it? I went to go off to get some lunch. I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm gonna duck off just down the road. I'm gonna grab a like a subway or something. Um, I'll I'll, I'll be back in like half an hour if that's all right. She's like, Yeah, yeah, cool, no worries. Um, she was like, Oh, I've just gotta say, you know. She was like, I just, I can't help but look at, you know, these young, like young tradies that are around at my house. I can't oh. what she said, but she made a comment about my bum as well. I was like, are you serious? Like, you know, wow. and, and I was like, that is completely inappropriate. And like, you know, I haven't had a lot of, I've, I've never like, and you know, obviously I'm, I'm very lucky, you know, in the sense that I haven't like you know, a lot of women cop a lot of flack in the workplace and I've never really ex- experienced it in any sense. But yeah. like with her, like I was like, this this is, this can't be real. Like there's no way that people can be like this. And I, it made me, like immediately made me think like, this is what girls deal with like way more on the regular and it's creepy old dudes, you know, and it's just, and it's a lot more forward than what I copped where she was just, you know, genuinely like the way that I, I laughed it off, and she wasn't really like, you know, she wasn't overly like aggressive or anything with it. She was kind of polite and it was kind of she like. She didn't come to the door with nothing on but a negligee. <laughs> I'll get my negligee. 
<laughs> look, but I was like, that's it's cooked, you know. But yeah, sorry, sorry to interject, but yeah, continue with what you were saying about um, you know other trades tradesmen and uh, and how they they've treated you as well. Uh, yeah, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought when we started talking about your short shorts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Don't sorry, worry. I distract everybody with it. It's fine. <laughs> um no so where I was going with the older women is a lot of them for for myself at least anyway um I've experienced is that they there's a lot of backlash for women in trades from that generation because women don't belong in trades in their eyes you know we belong pregnant in the kitchen barefoot cooking dinner you know and so I've had to deal with I've had to deal with that from actually there was one lady once and I've that's you know those those things where you have the arguments in the shower later and you're like oh I should have said that you know? <laughs> I, if I had said this I would have had you in space oh, you know <laughs> I would have owned you right there and you would have never come back but anyway, <laughs> anyway so she goes to me she was from who was she from she was from like United Arab Emirates or something you know she was yeah. quite wealthy like a quite yeah. a very well off like sort of Middle Eastern family yeah and yeah. she says to me oh I can't believe you're doing this job and I was like oh well you really? know like someone's someone's got to do it you know you're like, kidding no and then she's <laughs> like oh in my country plumbing is like the lowest of the low and I was like oh yeah and she was like yeah like you're like untouchable like the lowest cast or something and I was oh, like oh my goodness first of all who the f- do you think you are <laughs> like I don't I don't care if you're Elton John like you still have to shit mate like you, yeah. you need your toilet fixed I'll fix it like yeah. whatever if, you know and if you don't want to go to the toilet then that's fine I won't rock up not my fault you know if you're going to be that rude to me I won't fix your dunny sorry exactly and so later obviously in the shower I was like oh well you know like plumbers in this country are like rock stars but I was like at the time I was just like what the hell like did she actually say that <laughs> Oh, I can't believe it. Like people are, I don't know. It's, it's such a backwards way of thinking. And like, you'll laugh at this and it's not a very nice thing, but like I've recently read, like there's a lot of like um, journal articles and like news reports and everything basically saying that like (laughs) a lot of, because so many products had lead in them in like the sixties and (laughs) seventies boomers have like lead poisoning that has caused them to have like personality disorders i'm like holy crap you can't say that about people but like in the same sense it kind of makes sense because they're so emotionally detached and you talk to some of these people who are like you can't be serious you know oh, it like, makes sense no now. yeah okay you <laughs> so we're gonna use that from now so that's why lead was taken out of plumbing because we all became emotionally detached but <laughs> no but but like you know it's ridiculous isn't it you know like um and it's funny, like, <clears throat> I I read this really interesting report. I don't know if you can hear the dog scratching himself yeah, right now. Yeah, you can. Hey, mate. Yeah, how are you? Anyway, Aww. and um, he, uh, but yeah, no, I think a lot of, like, it's it's sad in the sense that, like, obviously these women are, you know, they, they may or may not be with a, with a husband or with family members that genuinely push them in that direction of, like, you know, trades are this, women are expected to do this, and I'm just like, Oh, you know, like I, I said it on my story the other day when um, Jet from Queensland, like she asked like about yeah. women in trades. 
way that I say it, and I have experienced this at, at, like firsthand in, at trade school and with other trades on site. So my cousin, she's a, a plasterer and she just rips it. Like I've never seen someone work so hard in my life. And, you know, these girls at TAFE, they have more of a knack of understanding and fixing things than the blokes do. Blokes go in, bust shit apart and they go, oh, you know, it's not working. The girls go, no, actually have a look at it properly. And they take things apart and they're careful with things. Like, and I know that's probably like, I don't mean this in any sort of like, you know, um, I'm not patronizing or anything, but like women tend to take care of things properly and do things the right way because you're more, you're, you're just so much more calmer. Like, you know, emotion doesn't get in the way of what you're doing. You're genuinely just thinking it objectively and like, this is how we need to fix it. And like, it's, it's very satisfying at, at trade school, especially seeing these girls go in and you're just like, oh my God, they smashed it like half an hour, an hour before the blokes did because they just, they had it in their head before they even knew what they were going to do. You know, it's just, but it's just, I don't know. And that, that's my personal experience. Like I, that's how I see it. And I like, I think for a lot of the old generations, like I've had some tradespeople say to me, like, you know, I've asked, oh, would you ever hire a, a girl like as an apprentice? And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, they just, they, they can't do all, all the stuff that we can do like as a, as a, as a male. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, really? <clears throat> like, do you want to, you want to bet? Like, you know, there's, 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 you know, and I'm not like, obviously this is at the far end of the spectrum, but there's bodybuilding competitions. There's like, you know, these built women that just, you know, shit all over blokes all the time. Like, you know, and it's not, it's not just about how strong you are. It's how smart you are as well. And I'm like, That's, you know, I was just about to say that. So there's this, there's the thing that, you know, I get asked quite often by just random people. So like one of the merchants, um, uh, sales rep who came he came out into the delivery for me uh in the last year and he goes to me he goes i was thinking about you last night and i was like oh f- here we go <laughs> and, and he's like no 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 like completely completely uh above board and he goes how do you do cylinder swaps by yourself because i'm you know i work for myself i don't i generally don't have anyone else on site with me you know it's just me and potentially a customer if they're home or um sometimes if I'm lucky there'll be some builders or something if I need a lift or something but like 90% of the time I'm alone and you you do it's about like problem solving you you have to just work smarter um and also especially because like I'm not I'm not built I'm not a bodybuilder um but you work smarter to avoid having to use strength. You can use your, you know, your brains over things. Like, why would I try to lift that out in one go when I can put it on a trolley and I can lever it around a corner and then I'll take it off and twist it and I'll put it in here? And you know, you work through things as a problem, not as just something to be lifted. In a sense, if that makes sense, it makes perfect sense. And then the other side of that as well is because I am self-employed. If I, you know, ruin myself, yeah, that's my business. You yeah, know, like I, as much as yeah okay I've got insurance and all that stuff at the end of the day it's like if I slipped a disc or something (laughs) um I would need to hire someone else to do my job and I don't want to have to do that you know like people hire me because it's me yeah and not because uh, well, yeah, because then they have a problem that needs solving, but they want to deal with me specifically, yeah. generally. And, yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, it's just a matter of going, okay, well, hang on, I'll just take five minutes to just like look at this problem. How am I going to do this without putting my back out or like 
breaking a bone or, you know, damaging someone's house or just take an extra, like, five, ten minutes to, like, prep stuff. Yeah. And just Just, be smarter. Yeah, just drain the hottie a bit more, you know, or, or like, why am I trying to work so hard to get that out of the cupboard when I could, you know, put a bit of timber under and I'll bring it out that way and that'll be a bit easier or whatever. It's just, like, you know, everything... Like, I think I said to Chris the other day on the podcast, or it might have been outside of it, but I was saying that, like, everything in plumbing is achievable. There's nothing that we can't do. And I know that's probably, like, a bit of a a superhero statement, but, like, plumbing is effectively, like, making something out of nothing. And also, like, fixing whatever you've got in front of you. Like, who cares? Like, make it bloody happen. And the most satisfying thing is that, like, when you get into it, there's, you know, it's a matter of, you know, really how many variables it's like, it's how much time it's going to take. It's how much things, how many things we have to like break or damage to, to get into what we need to fix. And it's how much money, you know, you're willing to spend. If you give me unlimited of all three of those things, I'll do anything you want. You know, it's not hard. (laughs) Like it's just that those are the, they're the, like, you know, the three things that you need to do. And like, it's funny in that, you know, uh, and I'm sure you've experienced, especially being a business owner, like you go to some people's houses and they'll go, oh, do you reckon, yeah, no, nah, like what, how are you going to do that? Or how is that going to work? And you go, nah, don't worry about it. I got it. I've it's got it. It's witchcraft. It is 80% witchcraft, 20% knowledge. It. 20%, 20% educated guess and 80%, 80% magic. <laughs> Hang on, uh, hang on. Which way is the wind blowing today? Oh no, no, we can't do it. Sorry, no, no, no. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back next week. I'll catch you around. But but <laughs> my tap is leaking now. No, 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 no. You don't understand. No. The, no, the, the tap can understand. wait. If you yeah. go against the witchcraft, it'll come back and bite you. But <laughs> it's like the last company that I worked at. Me and a couple of the boys. We affectionately called anything after three o'clock the witching hour. It's like. And then, like the company before that, it was like you could you could finish things at that time of day, but you couldn't start anything. So if it was like after after sort of two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon, and you like you were still on a job, you could mm. you could finish that job, but you could not start something because it was nah. just bad luck. No way, and it always ends in tears as soon as you start to try to do something. You know, like I've done it before. I've been like, oh, you know, I've got another, I've got an hour until I'm finished. I'll duck down to race. And I'll quickly pull everything out of the van and I'll just give, I'll, you know, I'll do some credits. I'll do a stock take and I'll take all the rubbish out and I'll, you know, I'll clean that out and like, you know, I'll blow out the back of the van or whatever. Or I'll, I'll clean the back, like I'll vacuum the front or whatever. I'm meant to finish at four. It's 3 p.m. I'm there till like five o'clock and I'm still, you know, mucking around and everyone's like, oh yes, my God. Baby. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst at the merchant. Oh my God. People just like, Same. you know, I, I love it. Like, you know, you know, just as well as anybody, I love having a chat and it's great fun. Like but at the same time, you're like, can you just, I need to go, but I don't want to be rude and tell you that I, I need to go. Cause you feel horrible when you say that to some people, you're like, I, I got to get going. Yeah. So anyway, and you're like, no, just no. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, a good one. A good one that I've found is, but not when you're just like pissing around in the van. Cause you can't say that, but like a good one I found is just like, oh, look, Hey, sorry, I'm on the clock. Like someone's paying me. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. And I've, I've had that. Um, my, my first boss was really good. Um, cause I, I had a couple of jobs where I'd be with him mucking around and 
or I'd be with another tradesman and I'd be doing something in some room and then the tradesman would be doing something in the other room or whatever. I might be serviced a set of taps and uh, the client would come in and this is when I was still trying to learn and I was also not as confident in my ability. So like things took longer, like as you know, like when you don't know mm. something, it takes longer. When you um, have to Google to... how to like replace a valve or something. Yeah, you're like, well, how do I do this? Out. It's like, oh, Google's not helping. Anything on YouTube? No. I can't find anything either. Oh my God. And you're like, I was like, you know, I've really got to figure this out. And, and old love's there. And, and, you know, I probably, I'm my own undoing in that I ask them questions just to be polite. And then they just hound you and they're like, mm. and you're like, you've got to, you know, you don't want to break eye contact because you feel like it's rude if you're doing something while they're talking. And then like the worst is when you've got to use a power tool and they're like, yeah. So anyway, when I was 15, I was back in the and like i tell you nothing shuts people up more quicker <laughs> than using a power tool in their presence i oh man it's so funny like i you know a hammer drill eh? just like excuse me i just gotta drill some holes literally just rip into it who cares you know and i yeah. yeah but like it's it's funny like and i i he the what my original boss you know my first boss said was like you have every right to say to them hey look I just need a bit of space with this. Can you just give me a couple of minutes? I just need to like, I just need to make sure that I'm doing this the right way. That's not unreasonable. And it's also like the client is going to go, oh, oh yeah, of course. You know, they're not going to go, oh, how dare you? You know, they'll go, oh, well, I want him to do my plumbing correctly. So of course I'm going to yeah. let him go. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's it's a it's tricky a thing to navigate. Yeah, a balance. Especially with those older clients as well, because like they tend to live alone and then they're lonely and they haven't seen anyone for a while and they just yeah. start chatting. And it's just like, you, you've got to find that balance between being friendly and, you know, um, enjoying that time or making that time for them pleasant. Sorry, that's mm. where I was going with that. And then... Yeah also doing your job without being like sorry doris um pull your pull your hearing aids out it's gonna get loud <laughs> like, like... <laughs> mrs jones i can't i'm going to blow your head apart if you don't leave while i'm using this hammer, hammer drill i'm sorry hang on i'm just gonna pull out my multi-tool uh... <laughs> just you know working on we don't do like a lot of um new homes so we are like when we when we're we're dealing with like another trade it tends to be like an electrician or a tiler or that's about it or like maybe concreters or a builder every now and then yeah but you know i i always laugh like you know you're doing some new home stuff or some renovation stuff and like i love i can't remember, it was probably a story or a reel or something or like you sent me a message or something talking about it like you know you're there trying to deal with people and there was like three people using a multi-tool at once and you're like how do we even speak to each other everyone's deaf now we can't deal with this anymore <laughs> it was me i had that job and it was oh. It was way out of town, and there was this poor woman. This poor, poor woman. So it was me, two builders, and the Sparky all in her bathroom, and both oh. the builders were using their multi tool. I was using mine, and then the like the moment of silence in between, like where we were having them off. The Sparky turns around. He goes, "I should go and get mine out the truck too." <laughs> <laughs> and this poor woman, 
and we finally finished and then I sort of like went out and to like ask her something about her taps or whatever I forget now and she's like I felt like I was at the dentist (laughs) (laughs) and you'd feel the vibration in your head too it's just like oh Oh, man I like I bought a multi-tool when was it only probably about maybe six eight months ago I was like I was cutting a breacher out in a wall I'm like nah I am not I am not breaking this wall or more tiles than I need to, I'll just use a multi-tool and I'll cut the copper and I'll tidy it up and I'll be right. My God, I hadn't really used one before then. Those things are so bloody loud and it's just like, you know, they just vibrate everything and you just like, your, your hands feel numb afterwards and you're like, what the hell is going on? You know? <laughs> but but tell, <sighs> tell me, is it life-changing? Oh, absolutely. It is. It just does everything that you need it to do. But, cutting out um, skirting boards for back-to-wall toilets. Oh, cutting, cutting tiles if you need to, cutting grout. Yes. You know, you get the, one of the grout-cutting blades. They're brilliant. They're fantastic. So I, all right, well, here's actually a good question. Do you um, – I think – who was at the other podcast that you went on? I think he asked you this question, like a tool that that changes your life. What's yeah, a tool the where have cha- you been on my life tool? Yeah, I'm stealing that. I don't care. I'm stealing it. <laughs> Oh, Mike Kenoki. I'm sure he'd be. I'm sure he'd be honoured to share oh, the question with you. I want to do a thing where, like, I interview him, but he's interviewing me at the same time. And like, oh, Inception. Inception. But nah, look, uh, I can't remember what you said. I think you said your multitool, didn't you? I reckon. No, I think uh, I was so flustered because he put me on the spot. I just kind of jumbled some shit out. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, blah. Oh my god. Um, I just bought my air compressor, so I think I might have said that because yeah. I was like, air compressor, and I think oh. I've used it like three times since I've used <laughs> it, which has been amazing. Well, see, I had this thought the other day, um, Luke, that was on last night, he is he's brilliant with like heaters and like electric, uh, uh, air conditioning and that, and he bought, I reckon it's a, oh, it's not a high Koki, it's a Metabo, a Metabo air compressor that is battery powered. And that thing is like brilliant for blowing out like heater like fans and everything because yes. like a big part of it is trying to get the dust and the crap off and everything. I was like, God, I really, you know, we service heaters throughout winter and I'm like, that would be brilliant. But I've maybe done like, I did like 10 or 12 heaters over winter, maybe. And I'm like, oh, is it worth it yet? But I'm feeling like it's, yeah. also, I just want to compress it. You know, it's also, great fun. yes. I yeah. just want to hit it and blow anything off. I rate mine like it's so it's so freaking cool but the only problem yeah. was I had to buy a bigger battery because my five amps wouldn't do it oh really they just they gave up the ghost when you're trying to use it um it would charge up uh charge the tank up once oh that's tragic <laughs> yeah it was a bit it was a bit average so I bought a 12 amp and I was like yes happy days oh, that's well that's good. what I bought it for I bought it for California servicing yeah, good, good. So you, yeah. you, you know, I the way like, that I tell a lot of apprentices whenever they say they're like, "Oh, what tools did you buy first? You know, a shifter and moldies, a couple of screwdrivers, you know, a tape measure, a handsaw, like very simple things just to get you through, sort of thing." But like once you start buying, you know, getting into power tools and more specific plumbing specific tools, like you know, when do I buy an expander set? When do I buy my pipe benders? When do I buy a a bending spring or like you know, bigger things that are like, they're going to break an apprentice's bank in a sense. I'm like, just have a little kitty set aside and you just keep putting a bit of money away every week or whatever. And then when the time comes that you need that on the day, you go buy it. 
You know, mm. there's no point buying up. It's going to sit in the van for three weeks and then doesn't do anything. Like I bought yeah. a, a little transfer pump, a Milwaukee transfer pump for draining How honeys. Good. and Oh, unbelievable. And I've put like a, a foot valve and everything on it and I use it to dewater trenches because it's got more beans than the little the stick pump ones. Yeah. And like everybody, especially at Reese, they're like, when are you buying us one of those stink transfer pumps? I'm like, I don't bloody need it. Mine does I better. And they're like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it's, it's like, so, you know. It's, it's honestly. Useless. Like I had a 250 litre cylinder and I had that thing empty in like no time. And if you yeah. like, imagine draining that out of like a garden hose oh. still. And like, like in a, because in you, most of your hot water units are inside the house, aren't they? Like majority. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah, you have continuous do flows on external ever? No. Yes. Oh, is it because they're not holding water inside them and like there's no real doubt, like issue with like breaking apart or, or freezing, or, I suppose? Well, so, so we use like Ream, Renai, Ducks. Thurman and most of those have got like frost protection built oh, in. Brilliant. Yeah, they do on the little, um, on the, the, on the valve. heat exchange. Yeah. yeah yep, and then, yep. um, obviously the pipes are lagged. So mm -hmm. that's, that's mostly, I say for UV, but obviously down South, um, probably a bit further down from here. Um, yeah. also for frost protection and stuff. Yeah. But sorry, if I could just quickly go back to that tool sling. Yes. Um, go. <laughs> so, my my rule as an apprentice when I was going through was if I have to borrow something more than twice, I have to buy it. Yep, that's perfect. Yeah. And I don't know what it's like over there, but a lot of companies here will actually do a tool allowance or have yeah. a tool account. Yep, yep. So for every every hour that you work, say they put aside 50 cents or something. Oh, um, good. Yeah, right. Into an account and then like yep. that just accumulates. It's not as common as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with like the bigger companies, definitely, if they're running sort of 20, 30 people, um, it's it's quite commonplace still to yeah. to have that sort of thing. Especially, it's real good for apprentices. Yeah, it's 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 a big thing too because you know, like I, it's really hard. Like I, I'm I'm lucky in a lot of ways that, you know, before I became an, an apprentice, I like had a a regular career and I tried to save as much money as I possibly could and like a lot of what you know i can afford more tools now because i'm not you know i'm not an 18 year old that's just moved out of home for the first time like i'm not you know spending money on useless stuff so i can put it up towards tools yeah. and like you know the blokes at work like they i reckon you know that they, they laugh at me they're like god patty like <laughs> tom i love him he's so funny he calls me like he's like nah patty you're a full kit <laughs> he's like you've got everything yeah <laughs> literally i was like oh my god it's so true though because like in the way that everything and i was saying to luke i reckon yesterday as well that like everything that's in my bag is there for a reason it's not just you know it's not a matter of like you know just having it for the sake of it. it's like i grab that thing i grab everything out of the bag every single day there's no point me bringing multiple like doing seven trips to the van if i don't need to like i can do two yeah. trips to the van for like one quick job in out done but i just want to talk really quickly because you you and i both love this is like how many tools you need to get out to do is such a simple job and nobody gets it except plumbers i swear oh, <laughs> honestly i should have sent you some snaps from this morning oh. just just mounting a caliphant on the wall it's just piss easy you know no no big job <laughs> take you 10 minutes mate half the fucking van is out on the lawn you know and you're just like oh. and then i realized i left my gas tester and shit at home as well so it's just like oh because yeah. I'm, I'm still running a courtesy van at the moment because mine's yeah 
I was just about to ask about that. So there's no racking or anything in there. It's just got like the the cargo barrier, and then they just basically and like just go cap it, just chuck it in, just whatever. Yep. Has so that annoyed you with on. like stock rolling with stock? Like, does that frustrate you a bit, or not too bad? Uh it's not sort too bad. Do. I mean, I've got I've got a cardboard box in the back that's got PVC and brass and and whatever you need in there. Stuff. Yeah, but generally, like. A lot of the work that I do is renovations, so yep. I'll pick up some gear on the way anyway, um, yep. just sort of in anticipation, thinking of what I'm going to need, and yep. then if I find that I'm short on something, I just get a delivery, because like, That's right. I'm in town, it's not like I'm you know, two hours away from the nearest merchant or something, despite That's the right. fact that they didn't make my delivery this morning. It, but never Like, mind. it's not the end of the world, basically. But It's not, it's really <laughs> not, like, it's no big deal. Now, for for everybody listening, um, we obviously know each other, but so just tell everybody, so whereabouts in New Zealand are you based? I live in Christchurch, which is yep. about halfway down the east coast of the South Island of New Zealand. Yep. yep. And how long have you been there for? Uh, it'll be two years in June. Yep. And where were you before that? Auckland for six years. Ah, yep. oh, right. So you moved down to the South Island. How good. I have moved. I have moved back because previous to that, oh my god, I've moved so much. Previous <laughs> to that, I was in Christchurch before for six years as well. But then I yeah, moved brilliant. down from Tauranga, which is also in the North Island. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's well, a really long, maybe not on podcast conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for another another night and a bottle of red wine, I reckon. But uh, oh, I'm in. Ah, uh, you know, Queen's I. On. <laughs> well, um, another so. For everybody that doesn't know as well, Ella's actually building her tiny home. Oh, Tell us a bit sick. about that. Oh, <laughs> yes. I I had a relationship breakup and I went, all right, um, I've wanted to do this for a really, really long time and it seemed like a really good time to do it. So um, I put myself in more debt than I've ever been in my life. Uh, which is terrifying <laughs> and um bought a prefab tiny frame uh tiny house frame yep um just off some guys uh off trade me which is like your guys gum tree yeah brilliant yep um and it's just been <laughs> <laughs> it's been a roller coaster hasn't it <laughs> it's just, oh i can empathize so much more now with my clients when they're renovating because like yeah. you know you're like oh you've got to pick some cladding or something you know and then they're like oh god we hadn't even thought about that and now oh. i'm in their shoes and i'm like fuck this like how do you flash windows oh this my like, god tell me about it i know exactly how you feel like what i i did renos on my place i did my I was just like, I'm a, a sucker for pain. So I was like, oh, like <laughs> I I was like, I'm not going to do more than, you know, I'm not going to do one renovation now and then another one in 12 months time. Bugger that. I'm doing it all at once. So I, I yeah. gutted my entire bathroom and my toilet was separate at the time. I cut the wall down to make the toilet shift further forward. So I had room for a vanity. I ripped the ceilings down in the, I ripped down the ceilings and gutted the the kitchen, the laundry, and the side room that we had. Yeah, I was like, a for punishment. I was like, I don't care. I was like, and this is that old horsehair plaster, like that. Oh. Really and I was in the roof with a reciprocating stuff. saw, cut 
cutting strips of this, jumping on it from the roof trusses. I was like, I'm going to die here. But I was like, <laughs> I come out and I'm just black. Like my, my, my hole in my arms and that were just covered in dust. And I was just like, and I was sweaty and I was just like sticky. And I reckon for like five days afterwards, I was itchy. I was like, fuck. Oh. Just cooked and just, yeah. But I did all that and I was like, ah, oh, you know. And it, but, but it's so satisfying as well at the end of it because like, you know, people come over, I've got mates over and they're like, wow, this, you know, this is nice. And like, you know, wow, like I'd love to do a renovation. I'm like, no, don't. No, just no. don't even, don't hey, even hey, think someone. about it. I said, just I'm in the me. trades and I struggled, you know. <laughs> and yeah. like the worst thing is like, you know, everybody likes to think that, you know, oh, I'll be a project manager. It'll be fine. Oh, God, I hate those. Oh, you don't know the first thing about being a project manager, Dolores. You are a 40-something-year-old HR assistant. Grow up. You haven't picked your tapware. You don't know what type of toilet you want. You don't know which order the trades come in. You have no idea what colour you're painting your bathroom. You didn't realise that you need council consent to get tanking in your shower. Like, stop. Just, uh, just stop. Just, just pay someone. Just get a builder involved. You know, just, just, just please, do it properly. Just, please. So, <laughs> so I'm, that's me at the moment. I'm yeah. their project manager. I'm self-build project manager, and so I'm like meeting my scaffy mate on site this afternoon because she. Is yes. gonna hopefully um help me out with with some scaffolding so we can actually get the windows in because yep. like so my tiny is not exactly tiny it's like it's a tiny McMansion it's, it's pretty um, big <laughs> from what I've seen it's cute. a pretty big it's like half a house it's not even it's tiny I <laughs> like remember when you first put it up we're like yeah I'm you know I'm I'm building a tiny house I was I'm like are you Ella that thing is giant like grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I didn't want to go to the extreme and have, like, a, t- a tiny, tiny, you know, yeah. and then outgrow it. So I was yep. like, well, I'll go for a bigger one. Yeah, and definitely. And double lofts and stuff. And, yeah. you, know, you know, and I was like, it'll be, then I can have people stay over and I can spread out and then I can have a spare room. I can, and you know, have a. When Patrick comes over to New Zealand, he's got a bed ready for him and, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he can use my composting toilet. <laughs> We'll just both be standing there like, wow, yeah, that really does do a good job with the... Sweet bucket, bro. Where'd you get that? Bunnings? <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. that's exactly where I got that bucket from. But yeah, <laughs> so it's not exactly tiny. It's like three and a half, three point seven metres high or something. Yeah, the perfect. Actual, the tiny itself. And then it's yep. on foundations as well, which is on yeah. a sloping site. So the front of the yep. house is like probably about five metres high. and Yeah. Now, is, that, it's, and... is it next to a horse adjustment or is it somebody that owns horses that's next door? Is it an adjustment, is it? It's yeah. next to the pony club, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, my sister rides oh. horses and, like, that is just – there's something so satisfying about just seeing a horse in a paddock. You're just like, oh. And you're going to wake up to that drinking a coffee. How good. Dude, it's going to be amazing. And, like, quite often, so, like, that that little paddock directly behind it, I don't know if you can see in the photos that I reckon well, I do, there's, yeah, yeah. There's a little one directly behind it. And so that actually belongs to my godparents as well. And so yeah. they just let the, the pony club use that. And so quite often they'll put the ponies in there. Oh. And they're so 
freaking naughty. It's <laughs> unreal. And they're like chasing each other around and like trying oh. to bite each other and shit. And you just, honestly, it's like having chickens. Like you just lose your day because you just spend all day just staring at them. Definitely, definitely. Um, and it's it's tricky, you know, you're like, oh, like they just might, yeah, my sister's got, I think she's got uh, three horses. I don't remember. <laughs> I think she's selling one at the moment. I'm not sure. But He's like, same thing. Little shits, like just, you know, just causing a ruckus all around all the time. And I'm just like, just let it go. You know, like they're just making a bloody mess of the joint. But uh, yeah, but good fun though. Like, so. Uh, well, they're you... like big dogs. They are. They're just, they're yeah. just big dogs that are more dangerous. <laughs> Way more dangerous. <laughs> That'll kill you. Oh, I've. So, yeah, we grew up, well, mum and dad have still got a farm in Mount Gambier. And dad found this video, like something come up or one of his cousins sent it to him. A horse, and this is really like, it's kind of traumatic, but like a horse was like picking up a sheep by the back of its wool and was just throwing it away from like the trough or something. I was like, oh. that thing is so strong. Like what that, you know, and like my sister rides that, like get the <laughs> hell out of there. That's cooked. Um. <laughs> But uh, no, now I understand yeah. that you've had had some help with a few lady tradies on your little tiny house build. Would you like to give some shout outs? I absolutely have. I've had, honestly, the, the best friends that I've made through this cool little tradie lady meetup that we did last year, um, which hopefully we're going to do again this year. Yeah. Um, I'd love to try and make it an annual thing. This year, I think it's going to be way bigger. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so like Tendi has been absolutely amazing. Um, she's a builder on Insta and yep. um, I genuinely couldn't have made the foundations without her. And yeah. Like bearers, like what is... Yeah, what like, is a bearer? What's a bearer? <laughs> and like putting piles in and like how close together they have to be. And like I've massively over-engineered my, my foundations. Like I've got like... 200 by 100 bearers which is is like that is overkill it's massive overkill but it's like i don't know how heavy my house is that's true you know you try to over engineer it so that you never have an issue and like you know this is going to be like really ideally you'd love it to be like not a i'm just gonna like pitch here put words in my mouth yeah i'm gonna put words You, but you would love to live in it as long as you can, you know, in, in an ideal scenario. If you end up airbnb it and you go move somewhere else, that's all well and good, but you still want your investment to be something that's long-lasting. And, like, you know, if that's still standing 100 years from now, you'll go, I'm glad that I have engineered those stumps. Of course. I mean, I won't be here in 100 years. No, you, you don't know yeah, that. Wait. You could be on the moon, you know, you never know. <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, oh, I love it. Now yeah. I no, I had another really cool. it, 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 you know I've I've always thought that like I you know I go through these trials these periods of going I want a tiny house no I don't I want a tiny house it's so much work but it's also like I like my space and I like my stuff and I know that's probably like so contrary to you know having a tiny house tiny but living. Like, I genuinely think that like I I don't know for me I would just love to just not have anything being a clutter you know there wouldn't be anything I just I'd wake up in the morning have my brekkie sit outside and just you know and I just and I go and do things outside and when I come home to my house I just sit down or lay in bed or whatever and that's all it is you know it's not a matter of like 
I think the biggest thing, and this is, I'm going to again put words in your mouth, but like <laughs> I think the idea of a tiny house, the best part of it is that it forces you, well, it doesn't force you, but it's also a great social aspect of it as well, is that like, you know, your home is your home. And then like, you know, it's it's about being like, you know, inviting people around and it's like it's a it's a beautiful part of it as well is that like you know the people that you meet and get involved with and everyone can appreciate like the extra effort that you've gone to and it's like I don't know I suppose in a sense it's like it is a social aspect of it as well and it's like it's beautiful I guess but yeah I don't know maybe that's a little bit cheesy but who knows (laughs) those are words from your mouth yeah not from your (laughs) not from my mouth my my thing is more like um I don't have any like wealthy relatives that are going to die and leave me money, you know? So yeah. like I don't come yeah. from any kind of like financially sound background. Yep. Um, and so as a millennial eating too much avocado toast, I'll never afford to buy a real house, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's both a little bit sad, but then also completely fine by me because yep. the idea of an actual mortgage that you're locked into for like, 30 40 years terrifies me oh my god it's a frightening aspect the 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 longest thing I've ever stuck out in my life is this job and like to to then also be like oh yeah by the way you're going to sign your life off for the next 40 years paying off this one massive investment Mm. it's like no it's so daunting I don't don't want that nah and you You know know, it's a really my sister, um, I've got two sisters, my, my old, older of the two, so she's 18 months younger than me, um, Eliza, she's, you know, I have an absolute profound respect for her in every sense of the being. Like, you know, she's a nurse, she, she's doing relief nursing, like, you know, about 650Ks from home, basically. And she's just, you know, she basically, she hopped in her ute, she put everything, like her life in the ute, and off she went. You know, she's making it happen. She was like, oh, you know, I get nurses accommodation, but I like being, you know, to be able to go wherever I want, whenever I want. She like, she goes to the beach. Like, I'll tell you a funny story. So she's staying with us like over this weekend for like, you know, catching up with mates and everything. And she told me like, she's so funny. She rolls up the other day and she goes, oh, yeah, I've just been at the beach. I was like, oh, what beach? And she was like, oh, I just went down to like Second Valley or something, which is like an hour and a half away from my house. I'm like, what? What? Like, what? And she was like, and you know what? I you'll appreciate this. She was like, I just really like a nice beach, and I don't mind driving a little bit further. I'm like, that's really nice. That's really special yeah. because it is. And like for her as well, and she's made the comment because I I bought my house before I started my apprenticeship because I was just I was in a in a, in a, in a pretty good paying job and I was pretty lucky at the time and I bought like way out of town where you know nobody else wanted to buy a house and then obviously the market's going crazy and I'm you know I'm still comfortable where I am but like. The, for her, she just goes, well, I don't I don't ever want to buy a house. I was like, oh, you know, why is that sort of thing? And she goes, oh, well, I'd much rather, you know, not be tied down to anything. You know, I have the freedom to go wherever I want, whenever I want. And, like, that's really, you know what, that that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it's very liberating. And, you know, it takes a lot more of a person to do that than it does to just settle and buy a house I think genuinely like you know to buy a house you know a lot of people my age and well probably not as many now but like a lot of people that I know that are in you know my immediate friendship group whatever everybody likes to likes the idea of a brand new house in a new subdivision and off they go you know they're on a mortgage 30 years 35 years whatever and that they're locked into that and it's like that's 
pretty frightening and like it's it's terrifying it's terrifying absolutely it's like oh my god like you're just gonna deal with that you know and if something goes wrong you know you own the house deal with it like yeah i don't know what the quality of building like is like in in new zealand but i wanted to talk about really quickly because it's just popped in my brain but um I have this, like, I have a massive issue with these cookie cutter houses in Australia. Oh, God. It, it kills me. Oh, man. We've got, like, this massive one nearby, in a suburb near, near me. There's a real estate agency that rents out uh, quite a few of these homes that are, like, brand new cookie cutters, basically. Yeah. And because, you know, people bought these houses, they rented them out, and all of a sudden, you know, they've got... Plums. Yeah, issues. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, uh, a hot water unit that has failed after two years. And it's like, what's wrong with it? I don't know. I don't even know what the brand is. It's like some weird Chinese brand that I've never even heard of. And I'm like, oh, how did that even get watermarked, like approved to come into Australia if it's already failed after two years? Yeah. And like, you know, uh, I just, you know, you walk into these houses, like the walls are cracking. The the gyprock and the plaster and the, and the skirting is all coming off because it wasn't bonded properly. And, you know, the, the flooring is all coming up and, you know, the outside of the house is gone, of, you know, buggery. All the chrome's come off the taps and oh. there's, like, brown shit coming out and, then like, you oh. go in the toilet and it's all, like, slimy inside the system. No. And you're like, <laughs> no. Well, do you guys have recycled water over there? Um, we... Yeah, we do. We do recycle. So, like, um... Some some places, not so much down here, I've noticed actually, but like yeah. up in Auckland, we quite often use like um, not grey water. Yeah. Well, like you know, you have like rain, you catch rainwater and you yeah. use that like your toilet or your yeah. laundry and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. But do you have like recycled mains? Like uh, so. Oh. Yeah, so that's what we've got in, in Adelaide. I don't know about the other states, but I know for Adelaide, we've got purple like lilac pipe. That's you know it's poly pipe. And all the new subdivisions and new areas have to have this recycled water for an outside garden tap run to at least, I think, one, any of the toilets um, and the, like uh, sort of like basically the toilet and, and you know, effectively that and, and like any irrigation. And the idea being that like, you know, regardless of how much water you want to use to water your lawn, it's only recycled water. So you're actually not taking away from the drinking water supply, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, gotcha. Um, I'll tell is you that a quick, on a separate meter system? It is, yeah, two two meters. It's it's yeah. really really funny. There, there's one suburb nearby to me that um, it's only like a couple of years old, but they put in all the meters, but they hadn't plumbed in the whole suburb. So all there's there's these lines running everywhere. So at the moment, the the mains is running both, and this is going to be a real issue. Is like everyone's going to have to pay to get a plumber out to dig up out the front run like reconnect the the recycled to the regular like recycled line and i'm like oh my god like what a nightmare like why would you do it like that but why do something right the first time when you can do it like two or three times though that's right well actually another really interesting thing that you'll probably find like so backwards is there's a there's a suburb outside of uh well mount barker i think it is which is like north of adelaide there's a basically from what i've heard is that they have you know those like massive lpg bullets like those really big tanks so they've got multiple of those in like the middle of this suburb that all run into a mains gas pipeline for the entire suburb because they haven't run natural gas to the suburb yet so they've run off bullets lpg 
Yeah, which is yeah, or it's, so they uh, do that here. yeah, and it's like it's totally you know it's it makes sense on the forefront, but it's also like you know they're getting too far ahead of themselves. It's like oh we'll we'll do it, you know we'll just we'll just make it happen, and you're like oh my god man, like what's next? The sewer's not connected, and we just have a massive septic for the whole suburb. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> How much fun! But um, now I what I don't about even... services when we can just put giant bombs in the middle of the suburbs. That sounds great. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. Nothing can go wrong. Um, now we'll I now touch wood quick. <laughs> so I I've got a question for you. Is like obviously um, you know you're a part of the like the the women and trades and ladies lady tradies and everything in New Zealand. Like you guys had that event last year, and like you know you're all very supportive of each other. Which like I just like I got a message like seven of you went on that now. I'm like oh my god, I'm so excited. This is so cool, and you're like this is wicked. <laughs> but like I think. Um, you're number uh, one fan number one it's me you know and I just I love seeing it because like you know we need so much more of that and like I really I don't know a lot of like you know girl tradies in in Adelaide but I feel like you know of the few that I do know I'd love for you know for them or if even I can get involved with it or whatever and like we get something like that here because like there's so many young girls that are getting involved in the trades and they don't really have any sort of network because like you know, it's, they're one girl at one company of 50 blokes and they're on their own, you know, and yeah. they don't, you know, they go to trade school and they might see one other girl there and it's like, there's two of them, that's it, out of like yeah. a massive industry and it's just like you'd prefer it. But I suppose, yeah, so the, one of the questions that I was going to say is like what hurdles for you were there when you were coming through your apprenticeship or into your trade? Like, you know, uh, yeah give it to me <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> um what hurdles there was yeah there was definitely a lot of pushback um from certain tradesmen and other trades on site um yeah. the one company which i won't name and i'll leave it at that um there was an issue with a tradesman's wife not being comfortable with me being at work yeah right um which was an interesting a real interesting dynamic to sort of try and work through I didn't stay there for long if yeah. um if you're wondering like that was one of the ones that I just sort of went okay just pull the pin get out of there yeah um among other things that happened there but um it was yeah that was there was a bit of that and then to begin with yeah there was definitely a lot of pushback and mm. I honestly don't remember, I don't really remember any like one event or anything, but you know, you, you know how sort of situations make you feel and you sort of remember how they make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And there was definitely a lot, you know, there was a lot of like, what the fuck am I doing? And like, yep. why am I doing this? But then it just got easier. Yeah. Yep. As as I started becoming a little bit more sure of myself, which took a long time because um, I was out in a van by myself doing maintenance at the end of my first year because... Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, I was the same. The, the company that I work for was like, um, it's too expensive to have you with a tradesman. I'm like, that's literally the whole purpose of having an apprentice <laughs> is to have them with a tradesman. Like, I even rang the board here in New Zealand and I was like, is it legal for me to, to be out by myself? Yeah. You know, as, as a first, at the end of my first year. And they were like, well, technically, yes, so long as your employer is like 
or your tradesmen's are like easily contactable. Accessible. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, this is some straight up bullshit. Like, <laughs> I'm in like someone's house. This is their home, mm. and you're sending me out as a professional to fix things, and I have no idea what I'm doing. I had to keep going out to the van to like Google stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, or, it's like, hard. Try and FaceTime someone or something, and be like, I. And then you can't tell people that you're an apprentice because the boss is like specifically said, don't tell people you're an apprentice because we're charging you out at tradesmen's rates. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's sort of as, as I've gotten older, it's got obviously a lot easier and a lot better. And like, I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of a shorter fuse these days. And <laughs> um, I mean that in the best way possible, you know, yeah. like, I don't take, I don't suffer fools anymore. You know, like if you've got a problem with me and you're going to say something about it, I'm going to let you know how I feel, you know, yeah, good, like, good. That's how it should be. And yeah. And it's, it's taken a while to get here. Like it's mm. t- definitely been like a, a I've a been a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as, as I've become more and more sure of, of myself and my own ability in my career, um, it's I've had less pushback because I just sort of let my work do the talking now, you know, yeah. like either you're just going to be, you're going to be a dick and you're going to say something which is going to make you look like a dick because no one else has got a problem with this situation. And you're the that's one that's right. like, Oh, it's a girl on site <laughs> or something, you know? And you're just like, yeah, mate, like you want to talk it. to your daughter like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I like, the way that I see it is it's, it's really, it's, uh, I love hearing these stories. Like, you know, girls that are just like, just absolutely like ripping some blokes. They just do not, don't <laughs> cop it from anyone. And like, you know, somebody that like I have a lot of respect for is, is Hera. Like she is just yes! a machine. Oh my God. And just like, but you know, I've never seen someone, you know, people like to say, Oh, Patty, you really enjoy your job. She loves her job and she loves what she does. And that just, you know, that makes me like so happy to see that. And like, you know, she seems like she's in a supportive business as well. And like everyone like just hypes her up and she's just ripping. She's, you know, she's creating waves, you know, it's great. It's fantastic. She's freaking amazing. And then um, Paris as well. Yes. Yeah. She's nuts. (laughs) Freaking love her. Like, (laughs) and her mum's a builder. Yeah crazy it's How it's good. absolutely crazy it's yeah i like you know i love that it's becoming you know i like because i talk to people like i was saying um on the weekend when i was at this party um uh like one of my mates was like oh you know he was like oh have you met aussie apprentice like introducing me to someone else i'm like <laughs> oh my god it's so embarrassing but in the same sense like i feel like somehow like have you seen that TikTok? It's like, um, we need, we don't need more influencers. Need, we need electricians or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then like everyone's stitching it. Like, I think her name's Carly Kropka from like America. She's hilarious. She like stitches. She's like, she's like, ¿Por qué no los dos? Like, <laughs> I can do both. <laughs> and, oh man, it's just like, but it's funny. I suppose the best part of it is like, it's putting, you know, I feel like trades are getting a lot more respect than what they used to in a sense, like, you know, for, and, and like a lot of women in trades as well, like it's not, it's not unheard of anymore. And it's not, um, you know, it's not as like 
taboo to talk about. We're not unicorns anymore. That's right. You guys are out there. You're, you know, you're plumbing the world. Like it doesn't matter. Like just rip into it and you exist, you know, like every second time I'm in race, there's a girl in there, you know, it's just like, it's great because like, it's yeah. Anyway, you know, like it's, it's good being able to see it because people just love it. But um, And it's like, like speaking of hyping up, like every time, um, I ring my mate Jen, Jen the Sparky. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got her saved as Jen the Sparky on my phone as well. And so, like, I ring her or she rings me. If I ring her, I'm like, oh my god, is this Jen the Sparky? And she's like, shut up. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> she's like, what do you want? Oh, <laughs> um, so but it's good. actually real funny because, like, so I was on this job. That I went to this morning to this Califont. But anyway, so it's a reno and I was there under the floor on Friday having a miserable time because I was I'd rather have been at the beach because yeah. it was so stinking hot. It was like 30 <laughs> something degrees and I was dying and I'd yeah. stunk and I was like, I just what am I doing with my life? And then I hear these footsteps. It was like 4 30. And I hear these footsteps come down the hallway and I knew the Sparky was on their way. And I'll yell out, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm under the floor!" And I'll just hear this this little girl's voice, and she was just like, "Oh, hi, I'm the Sparky!" And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you like nearly exploded!" <laughs> I was like, "What?" And so, I, like, I like scrambled all the way to the other side of the house to get out the manhole. Sorry, person hole. <laughs> get out the person hole, and I like yeah. squeezed myself out, and I was like, "Hi, what's going on? Who are you?" gorgeous she's like second year and her name's abby and i added her to the christchurch girls group so she can come to the pub with us and i was just like that's so good i love that it's it's so funny like um like pauline oh my god she's a crack out she is so funny (laughs) oh god it's just like it's just so like it's not even uh you know it's just like they're just doing their thing like it's not even a, a thing anymore if you know what i mean like it's not it's not a big thing it's just like hey i'm just ripping into it i'm just i'm you know i'm doing my trade i'm loving it it's good fun. what about it i'm here doing work yeah. what do you want like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'll put the boys to shame but <laughs> you know uh now i i reckon i've got to ask you one more question so mm-hmm. i want to well two questions what? Yes. No, so, you said one. Well, too bad. I'm <laughs> the one running this job. So, nah. Um, so, I want to hear a story about a cooked customer. What do you? What have you got for me? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some that I can tell you without incriminating anything. Anyone. <laughs> I might have to come back to you on that Come one. back to me. I've got another one. So tell okay. me about your experiences with dogs on site. Yes. So 90% of the time they're great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like genuinely my favorite part of this job is like going around and patting people's animals. Yeah. It's like you get the coolest, like I had the Sphinx cat once, which, you know, those, those weird hairless ones. Yeah. And I always thought they were hideous. And then it was like trying to get in my tool bag and it was like climbing on my back while I was under Aww. the sink. And I was like, oh my God, you're amazing. I love you. <laughs> I had another customer that had pigs one time. I was just like, <laughs> let me pet your pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I've got two scars from customers' dogs. And the first one was a border collie. Yeah. 
and this is my neighbor so this is actually a cashy yeah um because they had a block laundry sink and she i'd met all of the dogs before at bar one because it was a new rescue yeah and so we're talking husky border collie cross yeah yeah and two other border collies and a pomeranian (laughs) plus this brand new border collie rescue Wow. Right. So it's a dog house. And I've met all of these other dogs before and then like they're all freaking amazing. Like the Border Collie Husky Cross is just like like your dog, but like mm. just different colours and just like this amazing cloud that you just want to bury oh. your face in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bear, you know, you just wanna ah. anyway. <laughs> and so I get home from work, she pops over and she's like, hey, my laundry sink's blocked, like, is there any chance, blah, 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 and I was like, yeah, sweet, no worries, I'll pop around with the plunger, and it turned out that I needed a bit more than the plunger, so I was like, hey, I'm just gonna go grab some more tools, and I'll come right back, she's like, oh, I've got to shoot out and go and pick up one of the kids from school, and I was like, no worries, if you're happy, I'll stay, like, it's no problem, so she shoots off, I go to walk back in the the door, and this new dog is losing its mind, because it's like you are like a foreigner like what are you doing in my space like who are you (laughs) but anyway so dog language i'm like keep an eye contact with it because i'm like second i break eye contact you're gonna like go me yeah so i walk in the front door with my tool bag and as i turn around to like shut the door obviously i i look away and as i look away it comes up and it nips me (sighs) and I was wearing my cactus pants. I don't know if you guys get those over there. It's probably too hot, but they're like heavy gauge canvas. Oh, like, no, I reckon I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. They are incredible. And so, <laughs> like, it breaks skin, but not through biting, but through, like, pinching. Oh, yeah, right. And so, like, it, <laughs> it left a scar. I can... No, I won't show you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. Um, <laughs> um, it left a scar, and but the most amazing thing was so like I'm not, I'm not angry at the dog. Like I get it. Like it's, it's new in this space. I'm a foreigner. I'm like invading its safe space. I get it. Like it's totally sweet. I'm not like bleeding out or anything. There's no nah. big you know tooth marks i'm not missing like a chunk of skin out of my leg it's fine but the best bit was that all of these other dogs that i'd already met came and stood between us and actually one of the other ones one of the older border collies she actually started like actively chasing and like herding the other one away you're kidding really it was incredible. And they oh all just like God. came and stood next, like the big bear one. He just came and like leant up against me and oh. was like sitting between us and was like, you're good, bro. I got you. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And so I just like went about my job and like all the other dogs are like standing in the doorway to the, to the laundry while I yeah. like did this thing. And I like felt perfectly safe. I was like, look, it's no problem. And then she came home and she's like, oh my God. I was like, oh, by the way, your dog nipped me. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's yeah. fine. Like, it's Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, I get it. Like, it's not the dog's fault. Yeah. It's my fault because I broke eye contact. You know, like, I, yeah, get, that's right. I get how these things work. It's fine. Yeah. But that was that one. The other one was a Rottweiler. Oh. Oh. Just, <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> just a bit slightly different. 
just like a small horse, you know. Like, <laughs> so this was a couple of years, or quite a few years later, um, and it was a nice big place, and these people had just moved in, like literally a couple of days before, and they were having a problem with, I, don't know, I can't remember, it was like plumbing on the outside of their stable. So, like, this is how big we're talking. It's like they have stables, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can hear this dog in the stable losing its mind because, yeah. like, it heard the van pull up. It heard me, voices, you know, whatever. And then I say to the lady, I was like, oh, you know, is, is your dog friendly? Like, if if I say hello to it, will it be less likely to be losing its mind currently? Yeah. You know, because, yeah. like, I don't, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable with there being someone around. And generally yeah. speaking, like, I heard you talking about dogs in the previous episode and a lot of my customers also do say like my dogs just hate men yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely and a lot of a lot of rescues are like that and I get it like I had a rescue dog and I knew I know what that's like you know so yeah, yeah. I was like if I just introduce myself will it be less you know worried about me being here yeah and she's like oh yeah like he's he's super friendly like absolutely like we've just got him in there because he's still not familiar with the space and we don't really yep. want him to run around and like maybe get lost or whatever. And I was like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. So anyway, she opens the top part of the stable door and there's comes this head. <laughs> like <laughs> This massive head. <laughs> I'm trying to think like a bigger than a basketball. You're like oh, genuinely God. massive. Yeah. This huge Rottweiler and he like stands up like it's nothing puts his paws up on this like stable door which is like yep. up to my shoulders you yep. know and yep. he just stands up like nothing and he pokes his head over and I'm like giving him a little scratch and I'm like hey buddy and he's like yeah sweet happy as couple of licks like yeah cool I'm like standing there chatting with this woman going oh my god I freaking love dogs so much and am, as I'm doing that I'm patting him and I run my hand down his back yeah yeah I get down to about his shoulders and he just like lunges no yeah and just like i don't know if you can see that oh yeah Um, yeah i can too oh Oh, no way yeah so ruin my tattoo but what is um (laughs) and he just goes and i'm like i can see the muscle in my arm and there's like through my jumper there's a big freaking hole in my jumper there's just blood everywhere and i was like oh god here we go yeah that's a whole thing so I text my boss and I'm like, hey, um, so just got bit by a dog. I'm probably going to need to go and get some stitches. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> but turns out, again, wasn't the dog's fault. Is the that he actually had like a massive abscess on his back. Oh, poor bloke. He'd been like bitten by a spider or something and it had this huge reaction and they hadn't noticed because he'd been in the stable. Oh, no. And so, so he, he was, was in pain, and then when you touched pain. him, yeah. And because I touched him there, he was just like, get off me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do not touch. Oh. And I was just, and I felt really bad because he ended up getting put on like a dangerous dog's register. And so now oh. when he has to leave his house, he has to wear like a muzzle and stuff. But I like, yeah. I straight up said to them because like they came around, council came around, and they were, they came and questioned me at home. Yeah. And they were like, oh, do you want to press charges or whatever? I was like, no, God, no. I don't don't want to do anything. Yeah. No. Like, this is someone's pet, you know, like, and and it was in pain. And 
unfortunately we had to find out this way that he was in yeah. pain but like no of course not like yeah and because otherwise they would have put it down oh can you imagine i i hate that like like a dog the size of a horse just because he's in pain i was like no no definitely not but like no. now at least you know he just has to wear a muzzle when he goes out which is yeah. still pretty fit but like look you know anyway. so long as he's still alive you know that's that's a big part of it like i always i i hate the term i know it really sounds it seems very like um dissociated i suppose or like like uh detached from reality is when people say oh you know the dog you know bit a kid or whatever and like i'm not against you know um dogs that bite you know that have mold a child or something that's you know mm. sorry there's no real getting out of that in a sense but there's like, a difference hate, there's a difference but like i yeah. hate the term you know the dog's been destroyed like yes. that i hate that it makes me it, it takes all of the emotion out of it and they're like you know it seems so terrible it's like oh the dog has been destroyed no that was a you know that was a living creature you know and the, and the poor bloke or the poor the girl you know shit they just had a, a bad run of it or they weren't they were abused as a pup and you know i see it all the time and it's really it breaks my heart i go to a lot of you know housing trust and you know lower socioeconomic houses and they have these dogs and it's it's sad in a sense like you know i get it people love dogs but some people shouldn't have dogs and that like yeah, you know you, you you go to these houses and you're like oh look i'm really sorry you know you know you're gonna have to put lock the dog away because it's going off out of its mind oh well, you know it's only ever outside and you know the dog's got no grass it's got you know there's no food no water and like yep. no shade know, no shade that is you know i i tell my dogs they're pretty bloody lucky sometimes you know <laughs> but like, you, know, you are so lucky you don't get how good you've got it but like really <laughs> you 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 know i've i've been yeah, to like houses. this guy yeah lazy as anything cats don't yeah. do nothing for the world but <laughs> i would so much rather be a cat someday so just pet me when i want it and just, feed me and i'm just existing and that's all i need but um <laughs> nah look so i suppose geez there it goes that's that, i reckon that's the longest episode i've done so i hope i hope you've enjoyed it l has it has it oh, been exciting <laughs> it's been it's been a blast man oh. It's... Where well, don't you worry, you'll be you'll be back on again very soon. <laughs> oh, very oh, very soon. Yeah. We've got the eyebrows as well. <laughs> hey, nah, look, but I um, it'll be, be sweet to get you over at some point, and um, I'd love to show you the tiny. You're welcome, definitely welcome uh, to stay. Oh my god, that'd be so much fun, and I just want to see some horses and drink a coffee in the morning. That'd be brilliant. But oh, my nah, yeah, I'll on the deck. Real, hopefully I'll have a real one by the time you get over here, not just yeah. like pallets. <laughs> not just pallets. Oh, my God. I saw that the other day. I was like, this chick really reckons she's doing something. Nah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey now. It's functional. It's fine. It's so functional. Just don't have little feet. <laughs> nah, look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um so look is there is there anybody else that you'd like to give a shout out to um on on the podcast is anybody that you reckon other than the, the girls that you mentioned before anybody in particular well all my girls in here um are amazing so yeah like i said tendy and paris and hera and jen and um all of the girls in the Christchurch Insta chat which are amazing I yeah. can't name all of them right now because I will be <laughs> here for another 20 minutes but, um, yeah they're all incredible and um it's really cool 
building this network and like you say social media is incredible like i've got i can now say that i've got like a friend that lives in alaska you know and people are like oh how do you know them i'm like i did this podcast it was cool (laughs) and we're like mates now it's awesome it's unreal hey and like brant the tool hacker he's just like freaking awesome yeah Um, it's good like meeting these people because you get to form these networks and relationships that like you know it's really like it's a whole other world in a sense as well it's great it is it's really cool and um i i want to say that i appreciate you as well um for the support and appreciate it and the bants and and the trash talk and (laughs) and the short shorts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good lord man get some pants on far out <laughs> they're basically Actually, undies at this point there is one more um speaking of your your woman uh who came in took a fancy on you um <laughs> there is one more oh yes so i'm sure you won't mind me telling you i'm not going to name names but no. one of the last companies i worked at um there's uh one of the one of the guys that i worked with um is quite attractive yeah uh, also around our age group yeah and uh very fit as well like does does a martial arts so like is is quite built quite ripped and yeah Yeah. good form anyway um he was (laughs) he was telling me once that he was at a job and there was an older woman let's say maybe late 50s or something who took quite a liking to him oh and was uh, did persistently um, come out conveniently in a towel or you know something like that just to oh, be like no. oh hey what's going on and actually oh um, uh, yeah <laughs> actually I'm not sure I should go much further with this <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened but he was just like I can't believe you put up with this shit at work oh, you know like I don't no. I don't get paid to like deal with this you know no. like how do you how do you cope with that and oh. I was like yep man it's just you just it's, laugh it up it's just you know you just got to carry on keep calm Water carry on back. take it that's as a right. compliment that's right and you know just just walk out of there and go wow you know they were they were so polite they, they gave were me so many... cooked they were so cooked yes yeah, see you later <laughs> don't ever send me to that house again yeah please. i'm not going i'm sorry guys i can't be trusted you know she's just gonna she's gonna attack me and i'm frightened <laughs> I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm scared for my life oh god she's gonna get me no look um yeah look thanks again so much for coming on ella i really appreciate it and it's been it's been too long coming but we'll um we'll get on again very soon it'll be great fun and we'll talk even more absolute rubbish so yes i'm looking forward to having you over with the bottle of red wine and my tiny on the deck and we're on on. living it up we'll be on (laughs) all right well have a great night and i'll i'll speak to you again soon all right man 